0: Hello, friends. Maestro here bringing you episode 334 of Maestro on the Mic, doing it Thursday, shorty style. In today's episode, I'm talking to you about the reality of implementing a new system. Spoiler alert, you're probably gonna go backwards just a little bit. Is it okay? What should you do? You should listen to the full episode. But first, hey, DJ! And discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it poppin'. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get Maestro-fied. two, one. Hello, my podcast people, and welcome back to another episode of my most favorite podcast that I don't listen to, but I listen to it the first time when I am recording it, so that should count for something. Today, I want to talk to you something about something, rather, that I have heard in the past, I've had people, you know, speak to me about in the past, and I recently had someone that I'm working with, a business client, reach out asking about this, and I was like, yo, this is actually a phenomenal talking point, let's make it an episode. So right off the bat, before I do anything else, thank you. Super important important to me to express gratitude, this all the time, but whenever I hop on here to record, I'm like, yo people listen to this. I see the downloads even if they're not reaching out. I know that they listen. They are giving me their time and their attention and I really appreciate that. So, you listening to this right now, thank you. Now, as for this episode, the the what we're going to talk about, not the what we're going to talk about is the reality of implementing a new system or new systems. I like to keep it singular because I really do believe we should be focusing on one thing at a time, but perhaps that you have, you know, multiple things that you're thinking about doing. And it's going to be the same, uh, whether it's one or multiple things. It's a little easier with one, and you can be a better scientist. But talking about the reali- reality of implementing a new system. So, one of the things that happens when people come to work with me is if they've been working with somebody else, perhaps, or if they, you know, they're not as familiar. They're not, you know, 100%. Maybe they're newer to business, and they've been like, you know, reading a bunch of things. I have a very specific way that I like doing business. I have a very specific way that I like selling. I have a very specific way that I like showing up. And it truly is what I like to consider an autonomy driven model, meaning the customer is an adult for most of us who are selling things. I don't work with anybody that's selling things to kids or animals, right? The the customer is an adult as such. They are capable of making their own decisions. I really detest how traditional business and business coaching and models really look to make the the uh, the customer, like, they paint them as, like, this dumb, incapable, incompetent person that you kind of got to trick into doing things and, like, coerce them and, like, they are super emotional and will always make decisions based on that and like the one that's like, it's a bad thing to have emotions. It just paints the customer in a very negative way. It really strips them of their, strips them of their autonomy. And it's like the, the, the seller is the one that's always in, in charge. I don't really love that. I don't subscribe to that model. I am all about those second chance sales. All right, second chance sale is if you miss someone the first time and you present the offer and they're just like, it's not for me, or they don't know about it, or, you know, it's not, it's not the right time. Which we are definitely going to do an episode about timing, seasonality, uh, not even the cyclical nature, the uh, spiral nature of things, courtesy of Emily Reed, uh, seasonal intentions. She put me onto this idea of a spiral. I, I love it. But if that person missed what you were selling, it just was the timing wasn't right, whatever it was, they weren't ready. It's Okay. This is why I want you to keep showing up and keep selling whatever it is that you sell and keep doing it as that you do. Because when they're ready, when the season is right for them, they will buy. As long as you have continued to show up and be a positive presence and be a helpful presence in their life, they'll buy from you. Instead of going at this model, I got to get them right now. And you have to put all this urgency and scarcity into it. And If they don't buy, like, listen, I don't want the most people. I want the best people. Period. I am competitive as fuck. I want to win all the time, every time, every way possible. This holds true for me working with clients. I want the best fucking clients. Because then they get results, we have a blast, and then they go and tell other people. Or even better, other people take note of what they're doing and they're like, yo, like that what's going on? Your Instagram looks dope. What are you been doing? And then they're like, oh, I took, you know, the Instagram intensive. You got to check it out. Freaking love that. That's what I want. I don't want to coerce you or have coerced you or have used, you know, all of this, you know, verbal linguistics or anything like that to try and get people in and they're not ready. And you got to convince them. Jill and I actually just launched Legacy. And that was a big thing for us. We wanted people to be hell yeses. If they were kind of on the fence, they didn't know, it wasn't the right time, maybe the investment was too much, that's okay. There's no shame in that. I'm not mad at you. I don't take it personally. I want people that are like, fuck yeah, hell yeah, now's the time I'm in. And that's who we got. And I know it's going to be great. That's who we got last year. And it was also great then. So I talk a lot about, you know, removing urgency for this reason. Maybe you have to get a different job. I don't know what you have to do to pay your bills. I don't know what your current situation is, but as it relates to running your own business and selling things, I mean, you can, re- if you can remove the urgency and give your customers autonomy, goddamn that makes a difference. People come in when they're ready. People do the thing, they get the results and it's amazing. Yes, you may have to show up for some people differently. This isn't to say that I like sit back and I'm like, if you want it, you want it. If you don't, you don't. A large part of me is like that. But I'm also like, if you need me to talk to you more about this and answer questions, I will do that. If you need me to cheer you on through this and give you a bit more accountability and support, I will do that. But again, notice for both of those, it started out with if you need, if that person needs, giving them agency, giving them autonomy. So... If we're changing a system, implementing a new system, I want to speak specifically today about trying a different launch strategy for things. But as it relates to really any new system, we know that there's going to be growing pains. I had volleyball this morning and I need need to work on my arm swing. And by work on my arm swing, I need to work on largely like my torso. I need to work on separating my shoulders from my hips. I need to work a little bit more on opening up and then I need to work on my approach. I need to work on more at my jump. I got a lot of stuff to work on. My shoulder's been hurting a little bit and I, I know why. I'm like, because I'm just using my arm. So there are new things. It's a new system that I need to implement. I need to realize that it's going to be hard and it's likely going to cause me to lose a little bit in the beginning, right? Because I'm, I'm athletic and so I can do some of this like, uh, what is the word, scrappy kind of playing I can, you know, take a non-traditional uh, step close, a non-traditional last four steps and an approach, as you as we call it, and I can, I can do well. But that will only take me so far. It's not sustainable. That's something that we're going to come back to a few times during this episode, right? It's not sustainable. And that's why my shoulder is starting to hurt, so my elbow is starting to hurt. Because I, what got me here is not what's going to get me to the next level, In this case, I need a new system. I need to revamp things. And the tough part about this is that I am going to probably reverse, revert, revert, I don't know what the word is that I want to say there. I'm probably going to go backwards a little bit and I'm not going to win. And I'm going to be playing with my mom squad and be playing in class. And I'm going to have some of these errors. But I need to do that in order to move forward. I have to remember why, excuse me, what just happened there? I need to remember why I wanted to change things in the first place. Pain is, is a phenomenal motivator. And so this pain that's in my elbow and this pain that's in my shoulder is a great motivator to be like, you need to be doing this better. Oftentimes, once you remove that pain point, then we're like, and I'm going back to my old shit. So I, it is important for me to remember the why, even when the direct the pain point is gone. And so as it relates to launching this is exactly what I see where someone will have used a strategy that is not sustainable, right? Where they're just either launching and maybe they're trying to do it too frequently or maybe they are doing it with a lot of urgency and using a lot of tactics. Uh, maybe they don't have very good boundaries on it. And so they get people signing up after the doors have closed and they're doing all these things manually and it's just a shit ton of work. And it's like this is not sustainable. Yes, it got you some results, but it is not sustainable and that is the why right we have to go back to why did you want this new system in the first place why did you want to change things because launching you know you were dreading it because every time you launch you literally die and it's not in a good way because launching is is it a lot of energy absolutely but there's definitely a kind of recharging that happens during it and then you're ready to you know take a rest after it and then you're ready to hit it again if you are like I dread this this isn't sustainable it's not fun it's like pulling teeth We you got to change that So if you, if and when you implement a new system, second part here is you've got to be a good scientist, right? You have to let the thing run its course. You have to give it the full chance and then you debrief. So if I take it from the sports analogy and you know, the volleyball analogy, if I only change, you know, one part of this thing and I half-ass it, right? That's not being a good scientist. I can't say, oh, well, this didn't, this thing actually didn't work. And it's like, no, you didn't give it the full effort. Right? So as it relates to you know, a launch, a business launch, a, you know, product service launch, if you change things halfway and you're like, oh, I'm just going to go back to what I normally do, you cannot say that it worked or didn't work. You have too many variables that you introduced. Right? And you definitely can't say that it didn't work because you didn't give enough time to run its course. So you have to let it run, let it run its course and then debrief all the things. So in this case, if I, I'm going to keep going back with the, the sports analogy, cause maybe you're not launching anything, but this still applies to you right, in changing systems over. If I start changing my approach and I'm getting my feet under the ball. And that's the only thing that I'm focusing on. If the only thing that I keep worrying about is like, did I win the game? Did I have the same exact results as before? I will view it as a failure. But if my goal is simply, did I get my feet under the ball? So that's going to put me in a better position and that's going to allow me to work on the next part of things so that once I get those things locked together, my shit is nice, then that's actually a win. But if we're only focused on that one single outcome of did I win, did I get the exact same results as before, we're going to view it as a failure. So as it relates to the launch, typically it's like, hey, I got to make the same amount of money. So the question for, you know, most people ask is like, what if less people sign up? What if I, no one signs up? What if I don't make the same amount of money? Again, that is not the initial goal. Our ultimate goal is sustainability. And we're going to have to put new pieces into place so that we can build on that and create this sustainable system. So yes, I realize that we won't, maybe probably won't get the same outcome. But we have to say, how did this launch feel? Am I dead? Get it. Maybe I'm not as happy because of the financial, you know, difference. But am I as dead? Am I dreading running it running it again? What could I have done to make this better? Okay, maybe, you know what, I didn't do those some of those tactics, but actually now I realize I didn't describe the thing well enough. So next time, I have to focus on that. And you know what? There can be a next time because I'm not fucking dead from this one. I, this ties back into, somewhat ties back into episode 325 that I did. that was choice versus sacrifice. And I had someone in the DMs who is implementing new systems and used the word uh, sacrificing time, which in and of itself is not bad, but people tend to take a really negative view of the, that word sacrifice. So I just kind of was like, hey, what if we view it as a choice that we're implementing these things such that moving forward, this, what we're doing ultimately becomes way more sustainable. And when it's sustainable, we then start to see those, the, those wins from before start to come back and then even more. Because I put a ceiling on myself. I'm literally just thinking about, I'm moving my arms a ton right now. I'm excited about this episode. And my shoulder actually feels okay because I've been doing a bunch of PT work with it. Good for me. I know a really good PT, right? So I've been doing PT stuff. And... I have put a limit on myself. If I keep playing exactly as I am, I know I can only get so far because my shit's going to start hurting again. That means I'm not even going to be able to play. I have to pull back. I'm going to be resting more and be like, you know what? I can't play today. Or I'm going to be second guessing shots. I'm going to be like, you know what? I really can't swing or I can't serve because oh, it might hurt. So I put a ceiling on myself. Whereas if I put myself in a position, I set myself up for longevity. You know, that's the name of the game. Longevity is always working. If I put myself in a position such that longevity becomes an option, Look how many more wins I can ultimately rack up. So another episode to check out um, kind of ties into that. That's episode 325 Oh, my show on the mic. Courtney, if you could do me a solid and link that. Thank you. So circling back, kind of pulling it back into what I was talking about earlier. You will feel a big shift if and when you go from more traditional tactics that have a bit more you know, urgency placed on it. I just had a call with someone the other day and she was like, I think that I'm not selling things because I'm not placing enough urgency on it. And I was like, but also no, that's likely not the reason. So I could probably and probably should do an episode on like a launch debrief, but real talk folks, the success of any launch is determined by what you're doing when you're not launching. I said it in the past episode and then she listened to this and it made me really happy. I have someone I'm working with and she did a launch with no fucking sales page and crushed it. All right. I'm not saying that you should or shouldn't doing that, should or shouldn't do that. I'm saying that you should set yourself up such that if that is what ends up happening, you still fucking crush because you've built the trust. People know that what you, that you're good for it. That you've worked with other people. They've told other people about you and they're like, "Yeah, you know what? She's the real deal." So If you're not selling, it's not because of your copy and it's not because the landing page wasn't good and it's not because you haven't induced enough urgency. If you are depending or dependent upon urgency tactics and like, you have to get it right now, if you go, then it's gone forever. Those people are going to come in and they're not going to be ready. And then they're not going to do the thing. They're not going to get the results and they're not going to tell anyone else about it. There is you know, a very standard amount of urgency that this inherently gets you know, placed on things. Where you're like, guess what? The doors close tomorrow. So like, if you want this thing and you're one of those people that spies at the end, which gives me anxiety and drives me crazy, but listen to each their own. If that's how you operate, cool. Uh, that's the normal amount of, of legitimate urgency. And it's like, hey, the doors are closing. That, that is just, it's a deadline. It's not this like false urgency, this false scarcity that you're like, it's never coming back again. And then like comes back again next year or anything like that. You're like, Hey, if you want this thing, now is the time to get it. I, I, this is how I sell with my, my intensive. I'm like, if you, if you want it and the schedule is right, buy it. The doors close on Friday and then we get started. And no, I actually am very strict about not letting people in after the deadline. Listen, I talk about my shit enough. I put it on all my channels. And I know that people see it. And then when they're just like, oh, I wasn't sure going back and forth. And I'm like, then you can wait till the next time. Right? Because I know that person is already, gonna, they're going to they're give me a headache. I already know. They're not necessarily fully in. They're not like they haven't, you know, convinced themselves. And I'm like, dude, just wait till the next time. So I tell people, all right, next round for the intensive, which if you folks want to get in on, the next round for the intensive is in January. I'll probably run it two to three times next year. Uh, so if January doesn't work, you can take it the next time. But you have that normal amount of dead, dead, what am I saying? You have that normal amount of urgency that is, you know, occurs because we have placed deadlines on things. But it's not when you're like, you gotta buy now or just now or never. You know, you can say that, but that's not the reason people aren't buying because you didn't say that. People aren't buying because they don't want it. It's as simple as that, right? They don't want it. They don't know about it. They don't trust you. Maybe they don't trust themselves yet to actually do the thing to get the result. Maybe now is not the right time. Or maybe they just don't want it. And that's fine. All that you can do is show up, put the thing in front of people, make sure that it actually can get them results, describe it, describe it as clearly as you can in words that your people understand, answer any questions that people may have, and then let the chips fall. The number one thing that you can do outside of that is be showing up like that the entire rest of the time that you are not selling. right? Debriefing a launch, it shouldn't look at just the actual launch. Like, yes, you should look at what happened, what you did, like, you know, what emails you sent, what posts that you did, whatever. But you got to look back at least three months before then and see what you were doing. How were you showing up? Who were you attracting with those actions, right? What were you tolerating and thus, thus teaching people to do. So that's even more than the three months beforehand. So like if you've launched this thing multiple times or at least, you know, once or twice and you, you know, let people in whenever and you didn't really have a deadline for when it started and you like let people come in after it started and like you always gave a ton of discounts in order to get people in. You're teaching people that that's how you sell, which again, I'm not here to say is right or wrong, but when you go to change that, things will change how people respond It's going to, you know, it will change whether they don't sign up because they're used to the discount or because they're used to you letting them in later. This is, again, about creating sustainability, going back to that why. Why did you want to change it in the first place? If you are fine with your frantic ass way of selling, then you probably did not even listen to this episode. right? But if you're fine with it, cool, keep going. But if you're like, yo, I need to change, and you've identified what needs to change, let that be your why. And then remember when we implement this new system or new systems, you will definitely have some sort of a regression. I don't want to say definitely, because some people don't. Right? But if you do have a, you know, regression of things, you kinda of, you lose some sales, things like that, that's totally to be expected because it's a new system. So the goal is remember the why, create something that's sustainable, and then we can build from there. I'm gonna circle back to this kind of sustainability uh, and sustainability concept and talk about it not just from being you know sustainable with your effort that you are uh, setting forth putting forth but having a business that's actually sustainable and going to continue because you bring in way more qualified clients and customers because of that autonomy driven model right? where people are or agency you know driven model where People are able to go and, and, and people come in when they are ready, right? This is this more qualified client. They're ready to do the thing. They didn't get pressured into it. And as it relates to the model that I use on this, this um, I almost said ConvertKit. Why, why did I even say that? Uh, in this content-driven approach, right, content marketing, they've been following your stuff and reading from you, reading, you know, your thoughts, learning from you for free, listening to your podcast, reading your newsletter, they're going to come in and they're already probably have, possibly and probably have implemented some of the things that you've talked about. They're already on board with it. All right, I'm thinking about Ramit. I think I just, I just shared something his the, on the stories. And I guarantee that if someone joins his program, he's got a little bit of that urgency stuff going on there, but if someone joins the program and they've been following him, they're already, you know, bought into this notion of create your rich life, of you don't have to buy a house, right? That, that's, not, that's, that's not an investment, buying a house, that's an expense. And if you want to have one, cool. If you want to rent... That is awesome too. It's about what your rich life looks like. They're already bought into this idea of like, I don't need to be nickel and diming myself with fucking, you know, not buying coffees. And then I'm just ignoring these huge fees that I'm incurring. I, and, and I'm not investing in things. And I'm throwing that money away. And that's actually, those are the big dial movers. So they've already bought in. They're already doing these things. So if you give the, your clients, your your prospects, more time to actually just consume your stuff, when they come in, they're so fucking ready, they want to do the thing, for those of you that are in the movement space, you know, you think about it, like fuck, it is so annoying to work with a client that like doesn't want to move, doesn't want to get better, they're not bought in, like they're seeing you because their wife told you, told, told them they had to go, or their doctor was like, you have to go to PT for six weeks before we'll give you an injection before you give you surgery, how fucking annoying is that, it's terrible. I get it from a traditional approach to business and you got bills to pay, right? It, it isn't, it doesn't sound great because you're like, I got to let people wait. Yes, you have to let people wait. That's, that sentence in and of itself sounds so like icky. Like I have to let people wait. Like people can do whatever the fuck they want. But if you don't have that income, incoming, I get it. Suddenly you're like, but then how do I pay for my bills? Listen, I don't know. That's on you. Maybe you get another job. Maybe you sell something else that, you know, allows people to, to buy when they're ready and there's more opportunities for them to rip to be ready. I don't know. I am simply putting this out there because something I feel incredibly 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 strongly about and honestly I know that you folks do too. I talk to you. I talk to you in the DMs. I know a lot of you that listen to this. I love that. I love that you know I I know a lot of my audience and I know that you that you feel the same way. I see how excited you get about James Olivia's uh, episodes right Inquisitive Human. I know that you're on this autonomy model We know that you're on this, you know, give people agency model. And I really want to encourage you to bring it into your business if you haven't already. And if you are looking to change things over and move more towards that, understand it's a new system. And so there may be some regression when you first do it. The goal is setting yourself up for sustainability in all facets, aspects of that word, where not only is it a sustainable effort being put forth by you, but this Self-sustaining, I'll say that, this self-sustaining model where you get such great results for people because they're also on board. It's not just you being amazing because I already fucking know you are. But you get people that are ready and they come in, they do the thing, they get results and they go and tell other people. Or, like I said before, they just, they're, they're blown up. They're, the glow up is real. And people are like, yo, what you been doing? And they're like, hey, I worked with Sheila. Hey, I worked with Kirsten. I don't know. I'm just throwing some names out there. Hey, I work with David. They refer that person. Maybe that person goes and checks out your free content, right? Again, this is tying into that value ladder, if you will, that I have. Uh, Courtney, you want to link that? I I, I got a free download for you folks if you're looking for ways to diversify your offerings. Or just to kind of organize what you currently offer and say like hey I feel like there's a gap where how do I know where the gap is Uh, I I created this thing called the value ladder and it just talks about different ways that you can connect with your audience provide a service for your audience and it's roughly organized by you you can see it being organized by by price point for things as well but it's largely based on touch points as well Uh, but at the bottom of that is going to be your free content and so that's where people come in they can check you out they can learn from you and all that they have to pay you in which is a big deal is attention they don't have to give you their email address or anything like that. They're just paying you in attention. So when you have that free content, they can go in even if someone has, you know, referred them to you. So one, they already have that like, okay, I like this person because my friend who I really like, who I love, said that, you know, Katie is legit. So then I can go and check out Katie and, and get some wins maybe, learn some stuff and be like, oh, like, I like this. And then when I am ready to invest or I have enough of a pain point, whatever it is, autonomy, sexy. I can go and do that and I'm going to be ready, I'm be ready to go and I sign up for the thing with Katie and we get great fucking results. Uh, so circling it all back, tying it all in, the reality of implementing a new system or new systems is that you will likely have some regression and that could be easily viewed as failure, right? I've said it a million times before, failure is subjective, failure is a choice. If you want to view it like that, cool. Or you could view it as, you know, I didn't didn't meet my objective, but I learned this. Or I accomplished something else. I think that one thing to be fully cognizant of is when you change a system, you probably need to change your objectives. You cannot say, I want to make the exact same money right from the very get-go from when I changed this thing. It's not possible. Or like, I want to win all of the games. I want to hit the ball exactly the same as I did before I changed this major thing. It's likely not going to happen. But we remember what our goal is, what our why is. Why did you want to change this? Oh, because it wasn't sustainable. Oh, because I was actually in pain. It was hurting me physically, mentally, emotionally, whatever. We remember that. And then we adjust our goals, our objectives, our outcomes accordingly, right? So for sports, then my goal for volleyball is that I just want to get my feet under the ball every time. That is my objective. I don't care about how I hit it. I don't care about the arm swing. I just want to get my feet under the ball. My, you know, my coach, Stephen, is so good about this and breaking things down. But not just that, but it's creating a space where it's safe to fail. If you want to view it as fail failure. It's creating a, a space where it's safe to get those reps. And I realize that, you know, in saying that, when this relates to your business, suddenly you're like, shit, like, but if I don't make that money, then I can't eat. So again, you need to put those safety nets in place. Maybe you can't change the system just yet because you need to save up. So that you can afford to take a little bit of a a loss on the next time you launch this thing. But then it gives you that freedom, that ability, I should say, to flexibility, to implement this new thing, to work on that, and work towards building that sustainable model. Let me look at the time. Oh, yes. We're hitting that sweet spot. That is all that I got for you today. Really really super stoked about this episode. Uh, you know what? I'm going to plug my shit because I was talking all about how I coach and, you know, the things that I believe. If you think you might want some sort of business coaching from me, all right? I offer different types of business coaching. I do, I usually start off with what, what is called a maestro meeting, which is just a single session. Uh, I'm all about the autonomy, right? The autonomy driven model where some people are just like, I just need a one-off session. Uh, I do offer longer coaching commitments, if you will, but... I like to start everyone off with a single session, see where we're at, and then we can go from there. If you have any interest in working with me, but you're like, I'm not actually really 100% sure what you do, or you want to just talk and see if it'd be a good fit, I offer, oh, that's something loud outside. I offer free 15 minute discovery calls. Uh, Sign up for them. I got Courtney, if you could drop that in the the show notes. Free 15-minute discovery call. You can see where you're at, if we'd be a good fit, and we can discuss what I think would be the best next steps for you. Which sometimes is me referring out. I don't do anything with brick and mortar growth or anything like that. My forte is helping people brand themselves, and build a community in the digital space. And then from there, going on to sell and serve that community, creating online products and things like that. But branding and Community creation, community building within the digital space is what I do. So if you want some help with that, I also do some systems work, believe it or not. Uh, so if you're looking for help organizing your shit, maybe you have a launch coming up, something like that. Or you're just like, man, I'm overwhelmed in business and I got to figure things out and I don't know where to start. We might be a great fit. Feel free to sign up for a free 99 Discovery call. Courtney linked that in the show notes for you. And, uh, we can do it via the phone. We can do it via Zoom, whatever you want. Autonomy always. Uh, and then go from there. Okay. I'm looking at the time. Perfect. That is all that I got for you. Remember the reality of implementing a new system is that when you first implement it, you'll probably be some regression. It's totally normal. Totally okay. Whatever normal means, right? It's totally common. It's totally Okay. Remember why you wanted to change in the first place. Make sure that you have adjusted your goals accordingly and you're not just saying, I want the exact same outcome that I had before. Typically, people are changing because they want some sort of sustainability. Uh, Yes, scaling can absolutely be part of this. They want more, but you're probably going to have to work more. I'm just going to say that. I realize that when we're talking about scaling, and I shouldn't be introducing a new topic at the end of the podcast, but it is what it is. We're talking about scaling, ideally with true scaling, like we're working less while making more, that usually doesn't happen. You tend to make, you tend to work a lot more, and then you make more money, and perhaps you get like a more exponential increase in the income. Uh, but you will likely have to work more for that. So when people are like, "I just want to scale," I'm like, "Cool, you want to work? Awesome, let's do it." Especially when it's something new that you're implementing, All right, you're probably going to have to work harder at it. It's a new system; you don't have it down pat yet. You got to kind of work out the kinks. You got to be a scientist with it. So, reality of implementing a new system. Number one, remember why you wanted to change in the first place. Write that down. Make sure that you change your goal, your objectives, what you view as success accordingly. Let that thing run its course. You have to do, the, do it. Try it so that you can actually be a good scientist and say, okay, this worked or this didn't work. This is what I have to you know, work on from there. As it relates to an actual you know, launch business, something like that, What good is it to make the same amount of money doing the same shit if that shit is killing you? Set yourself up such that you can remove that urgency, you have that bit of a safety net, and you can implement this new system. And then from there, we have that sustainability. We've created that self-sustaining model, and we've achieved that goal, that why, of why we wanted to change in the first place. All right, officially... Wrapping it up. That is all I got for you. Super stoked about this episode. Super grateful that you chose to listen to me. As always, endlessly appreciative for every single one of you. If you got any requests or anything like that, please hit me up. Love to hear them. You can shoot me a text, 310-737-2345. You can slide into the old DMs. I love hearing from you. It gives me some food for thought, and it's just really nice to connect. All right, that's it. Until next time, friends. Maestro.